Welcome along to another episode of Man in the Mirror. It's Hayden Williams here, and you've come to the right place if you're interested in male grooming, skincare, fragrance, and all those good things. Um, it's a place where I talk to a male guest or guests about their life, about work, and about some of those key items on their bathroom shelf, those ones that they always go to and make part of their routine. And maybe they can pass along a few tips to us along the way and, and things that we might want to build into into our collection too. Um, this week, I do have two guests. This season two seems to be much more of um, a duos, which is, which is great. It's Ed Curry and Andy Coxon from a company called Act London. Act is a, a deodorant balm. Um, they have four different fragrance uh, deodorant balms. A really fantastic product and one that I have genuinely, long before doing the podcast, read about and, and bought and now I couldn't do without and it's, it's part of my daily regime. Um, I don't know about you, sometimes I, I was finding previous deodorants were causing some redness and irritation and dryness and also there was the the issue just of the amount of plastic that I was throwing away so Ed and Andy will talk a lot more about that and it's a fascinating story and you, you'll hear where where they came from and the world that they were in and um, how they sort of solved a problem that they saw in their daily lives at work so I think you're really going to enjoy it now I do have to make an apology and it's one of those things it was the first time that I went out of the home studio, if you like, and, and went to to um, to meet guests uh, and, and do it somewhere else. And I did it in, in central London here in the UK, and I did it in a kind of members club. <laughs> it's, it's noisy, is all I have to say. But it was one of those things. It was the only chance, you know, Ed and Andy are busy. Um, Ed was actually, uh, lives abroad, so he, he was only over for a few days. So we had to do it. And I think it was a previous guest I was talking to who said, you know, don't make perfect the enemy of good. So I'm kind of, I'm feeling bad because the, there is background noise. We're going to sort it as, as much as we can. So it almost has the feel of like, like you're in a kind of low level nightclub or something like that. So almost maybe think of it as a live episode and that might uh, hope that doesn't spoil your enjoyment so much. But I, I, I'm well aware and I'm really sorry, but I think it was it was such a great chat and it made it did make a real difference seeing Ed and Andy in person and, you know, be, all be able to sort of bounce off each other in this room. But it wasn't the room so much, it was what was going on outside that was really noisy. So I know and I'm really sorry, but please do listen in and, and bear with it because I think it's a, it's a good one. So here we go. It's Ed Curry and Andy Coxon from Act London. I'm Hayden Williams. It's Manager. Let's go. Hello and welcome to a special episode of Man in the Mirror. I've, for the first time ever, I've ventured out of the home studio and have come to a members club in central London, but for a really good reason, because I'm here with Andy and Ed from ACT. Thanks for joining me, guys. Thanks Thank you for having us. Oh, it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. So lovely to, to see you. And um, I said in my introduction how I came by the brand and, and how great I think it is, but... I think it's such an such an amazing story. It would be really great to hear how how two West End actors ended up with a 
deodorant balm brand. How how did that come about? Who wants to? It's a bit of a niche yeah, do you want story. To do that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's very niche. Yeah. But I love it. You see a pause between conversations when we go. Your turn. <laughs> yeah. Hand it over. Well, uh, so me and Andy, we met in a show called Beautiful, the Carol King musical. Oh, so you were both in Beautiful? Yeah. yeah. We, in the original original, original cast back original in two thousand. Such a great show. So good. Oh my goodness. We had a yeah. great year. It was such a good year. It was Maybe such a good more. cast. Like, you don't it often was. get a great cast. And that was just. Did everyone really get on, though? Yeah. 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 <laughs> You're looking at me. Like, no, no, no. What I was believe the drama. There was no drama. We were general. the drama. We were the, yeah. The showman's. <laughs> But it was is that what you didn't know each other before that? No, that's where we met. I had seen Andy on Instagram before with friends of mine. That sounds dodgy. Well, we just like used to scroll through his Instagram. I think because we fancied him a bit. (laughs) We're taking a turn already. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Anyway, so you're in the West End doing a show, (laughs) and it was there. um, Just. Like, we discovered that we needed a deodorant that works. Like, I am a very smelly person, naturally. I put my hands up and admit that. Um, I'm smelly, I sweat a lot. That is my natural state. Yeah. And then added to that is, you know, we were doing eight shows a week. I was wearing the same costume. Hot clothes. Exactly, under hot lights, dancing. Um, and, you, you know, you've also got rehearsals, you go to the gym, you go to class to, like, keep on top of your, your skills. And I just gave up. I was so frustrated with antiperspirants and deodorants. So nothing was doing the job for you? Nothing. Like, I'd I'd try everything on the market. Natural deodorants just absolutely sucked. I'd use antiperspirants as well, and that would, like, make me itchy, and it would, like, stain my clothes, so you get the horrible, claggy, yellow stain on your armpits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it wouldn't stop me sweating either. If anything, it made me sweat more than what I do now. I had these huge sweat patches. Um, so we were living together at the time, and it was just kind of out of sheer frustration. I was like, I can't do this anyway, anymore. I was throwing away T-shirts like every mm. few weeks. I was like, I need to figure this out because I can't do it. So I just found like a little sort of hippie recipe online uh, and started making it on the hop. And it was all just trial and error. The first batch I made gave me this massive rash. And I started getting, like, these boils. I, that's it, not a good sign. No. no. Good. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't sound like Boils model's own. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I didn't smell as much as normal. So. But, I mean, re- re- being really, really obvious, but could you find online what you needed to buy? Like, how would you know... Was there a recipe, there's literally a recipe? ingredients for a natural deodorant. Right. The, a deodorant balm is not a new thing. Yeah. They exist, but they, they are built from uh, coconut oils, bicarbonate of soda, other powders, and just general things that are in your kitchen. Yeah. So that wasn't a new thing. Yeah. But it was the fact that those that exist on the market already don't work. Yeah. So the fact that Ed had found an element that had fixed... B.O. Yeah. He was like, right, there's one bit, now let's tweak something Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was just a constant stream of... Test and develop. New new ingredients, new levels of ingredient, testing on me, on our friends. We'd have pots of different oily, greasy concoctions that he'd be like, try this one this week. And I'd be wiping it on. I'd be like, okay, well, that one's sunk in, but now I'm literally like dipping my hands in basically cooking oil but I wouldn't smell <laughs> but I'd have a greasy stain or you know it kept getting better each time yeah it was, just, it was literally trial and error yeah and, then, and this is all like kitchen happening oh, in the kitchen kitchen we were in this horrible Camden flat <laughs> this massive high rise tiny pokey kitchen 
and just these big vats of like deodorant that I was testing out, lots of test tubes and pots and, and just stuff. trying it on mates and, and every, yeah, it was every week I'd just like try a new formula, test it out, write down my notes, uh, do a bit more research, see what worked, see what didn't. And it was purely trial and error over the course of about three years. And then we started testing out our friends in the theatre. And then we started becoming more famous for deodorant performing. <laughs> it was never the plan to make a business. Right. It was just purely just, I wasn't even involved at this point. I just lived with Ed, who was yeah. making these concoctions. We started to smell better. Yeah. And yeah. he was like, yeah. And I was like, mate, you've got an amazing product here. By the time he'd hit, struck gold, good, what, two years? Mm. Two, nearly three years to get that formula. Then we gave it to people and they were buying offers for £10 a pot. Yeah. We were like, great, we can sell it on Etsy. We can <laughs> you know, make a couple of hundred quid between acting contracts. Yeah. That's what. That's the dream of being uh, being an actor, filling those... Something to yeah, fill the gaps, yeah. ...sideline gigs. So it was never meant to be a business. But it's like the... It feels like the sort of perfect storm where it's the ideal profession... As you you know you say on your site that that what a great test bed to to to, to test it out on people because there's dancers there's actors people who are it's really high performance stuff where people are going to be sweating. Yep. I mean I'm similar to you Ed. I, I, yeah, well certainly maybe smelly a bit but certainly I feel like I sweat more than anybody I know. Like even if I eat hot food or walking down the street I just seem to get you know some people just seem I like to tell myself I just, you know it's just one of those yeah. things but it can be an issue can't it it can I think a lot of people get a lot of anxiety about it I certainly did you yeah know, be under hand dryers before going yeah, yeah. to a dinner or, or if you put a kind of certain a darker shirt on with a suit and then in the summer and I was just yeah. still get these sort of grey t-shirts not the one yeah <laughs> just get these sort of just wet patches that get bigger in a shirt it's, yeah. it's not good yeah but it's important to remember everybody sweats. It is natural. Yeah. It is there for a reason. Just getting the bad stuff out. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. <laughs> You're supposed to sweat. This is the thing. But if it's uncomfortable, can you control it in some way? Or yeah. reduce it at least? The thing about the deodorant balm is it's actually multi-use. So I don't know if you've tried it anywhere else. When I was in I Australia, haven't actually, no. Exactly. So this is the this is the next message we're trying to get across in our marketing is you can use it anywhere. Externally, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's make that. Let's make that clear. Yeah. I was at, so I was in a show at the time when we'd kind of got the final formula, and uh, my co-star was so sweaty, unbelievably sweaty, not smelly, just sweaty. Mm. And he used it on his forearms, his upper lip, and his forehead in the show, and it genuinely reduced the amount he sweated. Mm. We've so, even found now, like, we, we gift quite a lot of product to makeup artists that work on film and TV. Yeah. And we now know that it's being used on actors' foreheads to reduce the shine. Because when you're filming a, a scene, there's loads of lights on you. Yeah. And obviously that causes you to sweat. So makeup artists are now using act on the actors' foreheads, underneath the makeup, yeah. uh, to reduce like the sweat and the shine. We're very so lucky. So they can get the shot. With amazing. The, the network that we have to be able to pass yeah. on to people. Yeah. So and those people will talk and tell their yeah, gets passed on colleagues and friends. Uh, who was it? Mark Strong. Oh, yeah. Emailed me. No. To say thank you for this product. Because it got passed on to him via a make artist. Now his whole family use it. Oh, wow. Mental. Yeah. Michael it's... Ball. Like, Ballie. We could drop, <laughs> drop names. But yeah, it's go going keep... in, in a very different way to what most brands can do because of our story. Yeah. So knowing that it's going in that way is something we're going to constantly do. Well, and the, and the story is, you know, it's a brilliant product. That's why I wanted to talk to you. But the, the story's so appealing. And I said to... Ed and Andy, um, before we started recording, I mean, I, I 
encountered the brand online and um you know just just ordered it and you know i think we get a bit blasé about products and things and 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 i think you know phrases like hey game changer stuff like that gets bandied around quite a lot but genuinely and i'm not just saying it because i'm looking in the whites of their eyes <laughs> like it really for, for someone who's quite sweaty and and trying to find as you did ed trying to find the right products and getting yellow patches on clothes and and actually i ended up even with a deodorant that i'd used quite a lot and felt like was my deodorant in the end, just getting quite, quite sensitive and quite sort of stinging sensations in in my armpit. So, tried act and um, yeah, I, I I don't think I'll go back now. And and, and they've got the, a great subscription service, which I'm, I'm sure we'll talk about. But but you know, completely unrelated to to meeting the guys, I've you know, I've been using this product and I've got a there's a sort of key device that that means you're getting the most effective use of the the balm. And um, I, I genuinely love it. And is and and because it does what I want it to do, and then there's all the other benefits around lack of plastic, which is you know there's so many skincare and toiletry, all that kind of stuff. You just you, you do start to feel bad about the amount of plastic you get through, even if even if it's you know bottles of shampoo or you know sometimes when you just sort of get to the end of a couple of weeks and the recycle guys coming around in in you know there's my wife and I and our son, the, the amount of Toiletries just going, and okay, okay, hopefully most of them are going into the recycle bin, but you don't know. And yeah, so it feels great that this is what is it just aluminium? Listen, we we could have released this very easily in plastic. Yeah, we could have created something. You see lots of natural deodorants coming out in the the roll up. Yeah, things because they're off the shelf. You just brand it. We were from day one. We said we have to be plastic free. Yeah. I'm so sick of you walk down the aisles of any supermarket and you see all your cosmetics and it's just plastic on plastic. Yeah. That is not recyclable. Yeah. Or people don't know how to recycle. What, so, because there's different components? Yeah, exactly. Different elements or yeah. it's already recycled so then you can't recycle it. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's numbers one to nine on in a triangle that tells you the recyclability but no one understands that. No, I'm So we clear. were adamant to go down that route without being... I don't want to offend anybody, but we didn't want to create a hippie brand. We didn't yeah, want to yeah, be yeah. A health store natural deodorant. It had to look sexy and feel like I wanted to be in my bathroom, but it had to be ethical as well. Yeah. No, the marketing around it is, is yeah, as you say, feels very premium, feels modern. Yeah, it, it doesn't have that that kind of um, whiff of, of being too kind of backwards looking and hippie and right on, which, you know. Yeah. Great that people want to do that, but you also need to appeal to uh, a modern audience, and and you know with the the visuals which are, are, are really strong. So yeah, there's the there's the kind of the sustainability side to it, but also the fact that it's I love this. They say the guys say it's tested on dancers, not animals. Yep. Yes. One of our phrases. Yeah, yeah I like it. It was right back at the beginning when we first did a Kickstarter to try and get some money. To oh, is that the, was that the start? Yeah. yeah. Uh, obviously, we're actors, so we have no money. <laughs> you didn't have, like, <laughs> hundreds of thousands of pounds waiting to... No. Like, <laughs> if I had 30 quid in my bank account, <laughs> it was a good day. So we knew we had to do a Kickstarter campaign to try and generate some cash. Did that go well? Oh, it went amazingly well because we we tried it on every single person in the West End. Yeah. We gave a sample out to every single person that was in a show at the time in the West End, which was over a thousand people. And it just went nuts on social media because everyone's posting about it. Yeah. They were so interested that one of their peers 
two of their peers. Peers is. <laughs> peers I. <laughs> and, and, you know, we were creating this company. Yeah. So they, There must they be so much goodwill towards We've had you. phenomenal yeah. support from our... Michael Ball, for goodness sake. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. From our community of actors and performers, to this day, we did a... We, last This year, it's still November, Andy. <laughs> this year, we did a, a fundraise for equity this time. Mm. And we had actors put big amounts of money in that we know. And the feeling of that... Quite a responsibility a, as well, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 but the, knowing you've got that support because they yeah, believe yeah, in yeah. it yeah. and they believe in us is just so heartwarming. Mm. We're thrilled with how, how it's gone down. I love it. It's really fun creating like the brand and the packaging. I know we talked about it a bit, mm. but kind of leaning into the theatre world. Yeah. You wouldn't immediately see it when you look at the packaging, but we know mm -hmm. like, there's all these little theatre nuances like woven through. So when we first went with our branding agency, we created the typography, which is it was just based on all of the, the large lettering on the billboards outside theatre oh, marquees. Yeah. And it's all structured in that grid system. I mean, even the name ACT. Yeah, like, the brand is called ACT because we were actors. Our tagline is born to perform because we were born to perform, as was the product. The fragrances are named after scenes. So scene one, exterior orange grove. That's how you'd read it in a script. Yeah. Ah, and then we have okay. Full yeah. description like you would yeah. read to describe a scene before an yeah. actor shoots a scene or goes on stage, just so you know. Rather than saying, it smells of fresh linen, yeah. kind of explain so you can set the scene. Yeah. yeah. So, man, so, man, raise his armpit. <laughs> he smells good, <laughs> etc. Exactly. <laughs> oh, it's, it's so great. And uh, the more you talk about it, you know, the, the, it feels like there, there is those synergies around, you know, those two worlds and how, how amazing that they've, they've come together. So um, I'm sure we'll come back to talking more about ACT and, and the range, but one of the things I like to do on Man in the Mirror is to ask my guest, or in this case, guests, about products that are their sort of hero products in their bathroom cabinets, things that they couldn't do without. So, Andy, mm -hmm. um, I hope you've done your homework on this. And, mm -hmm. and so are, are there? Tell me, tell me about things that you, that you love to use and that you would recommend. I mean, maybe start with skincare. There's certain things that you have. You got a good, you know, a good regime that you're quite got the quite a stickler. I've got a ridiculous regime. To be completely honest with you, so last year ridiculously I, long or or involved or just it's a lot. Uh, it's not long. It's just there's a lot of oh go on go on then. But that's we've got hours. I was introduced to uh, Doctor Sabah. Yeah, Sabag. Yeah, I don't know how you say it. Yeah. Let's go with that. I'm used to his products, and honestly, the amount of people that say, "Have you had Botox?" shocks me. And it literally reduced my wrinkles. And I'm not just—I'm not paid to say this about the brand. Yeah. I now know when I haven't done it for a few days. Really. Even there, um, I'm going to go off track here. You'll—you'll you'll hear my brain change direction. <laughs> so basically, there's the hyaluronic acid yep. serum. Mm -hmm. Then there's a vitamin C powder with different kinds of uh, serums. So there's a few different types of serums he does. Um, that, that goes on next. Then there's the under eye. Yep. Eye firming cream. Phenomenal. Especially in the morning when you wake up with black. Yeah, yeah. Then a luminous glow cream, which has almost got a bit of glitter in it. It feels like. So Fabulous. literally glowing. Yeah. Literally. So every day I use that without doubt. But they also have their exfoliating mask, which has got a bit of... Um, I don't want to say the wrong ingredient. Clay it's basically or... like an acid in it. Oh, okay. It peels right. layer off, so it's like a peel. So you do that less, like a couple of times a week? Three weeks-ish. Oh, okay. However, 
I've just learned from TikTok there's a new new craze going on of a uh, what do they call it? I mean, there's a few a, tra- few crazes on TikTok. Med- I mean, yeah. the skin cycle they're calling right, right, right. Over four days, so you you do a peel, then you do some retinol the next day. Yeah. Then you leave it to recover for two days, so you just do your normal moisturising, and it basically leaves you looking like you've got an Instagram filter on all the time. So I'm going through that at the moment, trying that, <laughs> and I mean. How great that we're all together in in person, but I can attest that Andy's skin is good. Thank you. It's like he's actually seventy yeah. years old. Yeah, he's seventy, <laughs> and it's like he's got the best filter on Instagram. I'm basically living Instagram. Ladies and gentlemen, he's here in real life. So, yeah. <laughs> but then on top of their things, I like to do a little tan here and there. Uh huh. And we've got a friend of ours that works for Isle of Paradise. Ah, Jules. Jules von Hepp. Yeah. Jules von Hepp. His brand is phenomenal. And he's again, great on I mean I don't know him at all but he's great on he's the amazing. socials he's amazing and it seems like he's sort of developed a sort of army of supporters and followers and we sort of so we do you know him yeah, yeah we saw him go through this kind of personal confidence journey as well so we've mm. seen him now leverage that on his Instagram yes it's wonderful to see because that isn't a thing kind of what this podcast does for guys to a uh, world that not everyone delves into yeah he's doing the just be happy with your body thing. Yeah, and if so, if people don't know um, what Jules does, yeah, he, he's he's definitely sort of body confident and he's about love who you are. Is this all right? You know, kind of, yeah, yeah he'll show yeah. his body Whatever off. He's like, yeah, it's even if he's got a few, you know, sort of bits that wobble. Celebrate your wobble. Yeah. It's all about that. It's a very, it's a very high street. Inclusive, yeah, yeah. Inclusive brand. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Accessible. And, and is it a bit, I mean, I, I should know, is it a big brand now? Yeah. Huge, yeah, yeah. Everywhere now, yeah. All supermarkets. Is it boots first, wasn't it? Yeah. Then it kind of exploded. Mm. Um, but yes, I use the Isle of Paradise medium tan spray on my face after um, after washing it. Yeah. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't do my Doctor Seba uh, regime on that day. Mm. With the tan and then an oil. That's it. And Ed, what about you in terms of skincare? Very is it less involved? <laughs> I'm sensing it's less involved. Not because I'm looking oh at you, God, but... Oh, my God, He really does look like he's 70 years old. What's your regime? Uh, I mean, it's much simpler than that. I use serum. Water soap. <laughs> yeah, water soap. <laughs> I, use, I do use a serum, and then I moisturise. I really like the Aesop. I think it's a macadamia nut. Uh, yeah, that's nice stuff. The Aesop yeah. stuff, isn't I get, it? I have really dry skin, so yeah. I need a, a thick cream to. We have very it different up. skin, Ed and I. Yeah, I have a very yeah. tanned Mediterranean vibe, and yeah. it's got a bit of. You used to British. suffer quite badly with rosacea as well, didn't you? I mean, I still do. I've just had a sip of wine, <laughs> folks. <laughs> and bright red. Well, it is warm in here. Too. It is warm in here, warm. and there's equipment and three of us in a little pod studio. Yeah. Um, uh, but other than that, I oh, this is a, a secret, but I don't tell anyone this. Really? Tell us. This is a, an exclusive. I have this little brow pen. Just I get okay. I got really patchy eyebrows. <laughs> just fill in a bit. Yeah, it's like a microfiber mm. on the one, so it just like adds a bit of volume <laughs> to yeah. your eyebrows. Like a mascara one. No, it's not liquid. It's like yeah, it's microfibers, so it kind of just sticks to your hair and like bolts mm. them out a bit. It's you a safe. Notice, it's a safe space here, Ed. You can so so yeah. No, I wouldn't notice. Not at all. 
Oh, that's good. Some people yeah. draw their eyebrows on, and you obviously know. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I used to do that, and it looked like caterpillars mm. on my head. But yeah, just a light touch in the morning, just fill them out a little bit. And what about grooming, shaving? Um, both Ed and Andy have got uh, facial hair. Mm-hmm. So, you, do you kind of? look after that regularly do you let it go and well again i'm very patchy so i can grow like a nice mustache and a bit of a goatee but anything on the cheeks is <laughs> it's few and far between so i just keep it trim there i have grown out a mustache because i live in berlin now and that is the, the thing to do uh, of Edgy. course yeah 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 um, just live in the berlin sort yeah. of vibe <laughs> and then I, I shave on my neck and i shave on my cheeks just to kind of give it a bit of yeah a bit of a tidy up and in terms of hair care stuff have you got certain brands that you love you know shampoo stuff or just whatever comes to hand I am a bit of a basic bitch when it comes to (laughs) to shampoo and uh, I don't use conditioner because I've got very fine hair so kind of if I use conditioner it gets very like greasy Uh, I use that volumizing powder right just to give it a bit of a lift Mm. We all need a lift. And some hairspray and yeah. a bit of wax. How but about yeah, you, Andy, in terms of... Um... Well, I'm basically a wolf. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. It's a, lot, it's a lot of hair. I sneeze and I have a beard. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah more kind of my thing, actually, yeah. to quite yeah. quite hairy. It goes really high up. Mine's all over my back, which is, is it? Yeah, not mine's great. Yeah, shoulders. Yeah. I keep that trimmed. Which yeah. Just talking about laser I hair. Don't. Oh, really? Yeah. We'll go into that later. Yeah. So <laughs> what? To cover. What do you? Um, what do you do in terms of so, shaving? Yeah. So I. I mean, this is probably three days worth of growth. It grows. So wow, that is quick. Yeah. I trimmed it down. I don't. I never wet shave because my hair's so thick. Do so you like beard trimmer? Constant ingrowing hairs every day. Yeah, yeah. I only discovered the one blade a few years ago, which has been a lifesaver on my neck because I used to just get. Ingrowing hairs non-stop. Yeah. I still get the odd one just because my hair is so thick. We used to have to shave, like clean shave every day when we For were the in show. shows. Yeah, and, and that would like, cause so many issues. It's brutal. It's painful. Yeah, it's like, you know, you end up having to put tissue on and Literally. blood and yeah, it's not good. It's just lumps everywhere. But beard care, I'm actually in the search for good beard serums because I like to have facial hair. Yeah. Today it's probably like ultimate length that I like it to be. Yeah. But I tend to leave it to get a bit longer before I trim it. But I've not found a decent serum because it just gets so thick. I've tried balms and serums. I'm still yeah. on the look, so if anyone has anything, let me know. But, yeah, I, I kind of trim the cheeks and the neck, like Ed says, to a nice level, but keep the, the beards there. A couple of greys coming in now, which I'm not mad about. I, I'm excited to go grey. Do you are? I can't wait. I've got, like, three, and I want, them. I want more. What's... How come? I just like the salt and pepper. Yeah. I really do. Daddy vibes. Yeah. I don't mind. I don't mind. I've got very curly hair. Yeah. So I've got very ringlety hair when it gets long. This is pretty short for me right now. And for, what, most of my teens and early 20s, I was straightening my hair. Right. I kind of forgot I had ringlets, but just couldn't find products that would hold or keep the hair straight because the second you if I was in this room with straightened hair it would slowly go curly because it's <laughs> yeah 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 moisture so you said you're a basic bitch I trumped that by saying I use Boots own curl cream on my hair it's one ninety nine, great bright pink and it is the Does best the job. thing I've ever used on my hair I've yeah. used a lot of stuff on my hair Moroccan oil yeah like 30 quid a pot yeah 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 nappies. it does like that. <laughs> and, but literally I, I found this pot and was just like oh, I'm going to try it I've tried everything however during Covid they ran out of stock completely oh. no one could get hold of it for about three months so it was unreachable so I had 
I think I did a test of about 12 different curly hair products. Right. Nothing even touched what this did. Really? The two so pound boots? If you've got boots curly, thing. ringlety hair, yeah. want control boots own curl creams, and the bottom shelf is pink, it's $1.99. Amazing. I have 10 at a time. <laughs> in a war cupboard. Out, yeah. It's not happening. I need it. Ed, do you. Um, are you a fragrance fan? Do you, are you have you got like a signature scent, or are you not bothered, or uh, where are you with fragrance? I love fragrance. Yeah, I'm so particular. I find it really difficult to find fragrances I like. So yeah. I don't. I mean, using Act, I don't really use a fragrance anymore because we fragrance it. I've designed the fragrances myself, so I know that I really like them. Mm. Uh, so you know, I'll put that on my neck and. Okay, interesting. Risks. Um, and do you think that's got some projection and sort of longevity as a perfume would? Do you, you do people could people yeah. smell it through the day? It's definitely more subtle than yeah. a perfume. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I know I know that a lot of our customers do the same yeah. because they like the smell of it. Yeah. So you know maybe we'll branch out into that into the future to yeah. fragrances. Because you've got a candle now, haven't you? As well, we have. We've trialed a candle. Yeah. We've created it with our best-selling fragrance, which is Orange Grove, which is the one I have, which I love. Yeah. We just thought, you know, it's something that it was kind of a passion project for me and Andy. It's interesting. I mean, I've talked to other people about candle making, and it's, you know, and especially with perfumers, sometimes you know you've got a best-selling perfume and you you want to do a candle, but it's not always that straightforward. It's a completely different. I mean, obviously, but a completely different process, isn't it? Of how that what you put into the wax for a start, but then how it burns, yeah. how it lasts, yeah. kind of quite an intricate process, isn't it? Took a few times because. Is that the kitchen table? No. 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 <laughs> I learned that, you know, we don't have three years to develop anything anymore. So we worked with professionals on this one. But, you know, we had strict guidelines of what we wanted. We wanted to make sure that it was uh, natural rapeseed wax. Yep. Uh, just because rapeseed is in abundance in the UK and in Europe. Um, so we didn't want to use paraffin. We didn't want to use soy because mm. it was being over-farmed. Um, and the fragrance... Again, it's just really beautiful. We've just managed to get it right. It throws really well. Mm. It lasts a super long time, like 50 hours for one uh, for one candle. You know when you walk into a store, like, for example, Aesop, yep. it just smells nice, yeah. but subtle. Yeah. It smells of Aesop products. That's what I like. It's kind of yeah. that. So you'd like the candle, you might not smell it if you're in the room, but if you left and then came back in, you'd go, oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. It just... Settles you. That's like yeah. an experience. Yeah. I'm like, oh, we've made a bloody good. Well, there's a lot. There's there's something in that, isn't there, around citruses, which can be quite um, well. Sometimes they can kind of energise, but there is that sort of calming, yeah. calming thing about a candle. Try to sort of top it off with that relaxing element. If yeah. You read the, the the scent description. It's kind of La Dolce Vita, giving you Italian orange grove vibes. So we wanted to capture that. I think. Yeah. I think we've nailed it. Yeah, we really have. <laughs> High five. <laughs> so what? Um, oh, and, and fragrance, Andy. Sorry, yes. been, having two guests, I'm getting thrown. Uh, are you a fragrance fan? Would you have a signature, or do you have different things that you go for? I've moved through a few. Yeah. My favourite at the moment is Biredo by Rido. By Rido. I am by Rido. By Cedar. Okay. That's my like every day yeah. of it. But they've recently released Tobacco Mandarin. Yes. Is That's really good, yeah. It's a piece of me that yeah. love. Yeah. Love. Yeah. I like, cool I like heavy. It is cool, isn't it? Yeah, stunning. What they do is amazing. Mm. They've, they've always been quite an inspiration for us. Mm. But yeah. There's like, a real sort of. So the aesthetic's very sort of. It's kind of clean, simple design, isn't it? But you can you could tell it's good then quality. They do, they do these amazing. Uh, 
marketing activities where they'd release a really random product, product like they did blankets. Did they? They did yeah. a picnic hamper. They've done speakers. Wasn't the guy? Uh, and uh, this is half a story, but it, it, isn't the founder? Wasn't he a sportsman? Or, is that what you know? It's basketball. Yeah. Yeah. Basketball what, yeah. Player. I sort yeah. of feel like I read that somewhere. Now they do weird. lipstick. It's one of their best. Yeah. And you're like, okay, they they're a good example of like. Taking left How you can go, there. yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you've got that audience and that community, they'll soak it up. Yeah. I'm always interested in what they're doing. Yeah. And, yeah, the fragrances. Well, are. it's interesting to hear that, you know, as I would imagine, but, you know, there's having a new brand and, and as founders, there's other, there's bound to be brands that you look to to say, you know, oh, our yeah. trajectory, I'd love it to do what that brand does or by read has. Sure, the best thing about that is, obviously we have our our brands that we love yeah. and kind of influence where we wanted to go. And now when we're in the press, our product sits alongside them. And it's great. so good. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. people take pictures of our product on Instagram, like it's there with Beretto perfumes and it's there with Aesop products. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've nailed it. That was the aim, wasn't it? We always said, I mean, back then we always said we wanted it to be an Instagram brand, which yeah. isn't really a thing anymore, but yeah, yeah. we wanted it to look beautiful yeah. amongst your carefully curated products yeah. that you pay a lot of money for. That and you want to show off when guests are Yeah, well, but no I, I think... No one can out. No, exactly. So, you, yeah, you've done something quite quite different there, and you're right, and to, to try and present the brand in a certain way, you've got to be quite deliberate about that, haven't you? That it's not necessarily, you know, it's not going to be the cheapest deodorant you're going to buy, and you position yourself in a, a certain way, but that... that, that brings reward I think yeah. in, in the end doesn't it it's a lifestyle thing isn't it we, yeah we've, we've created a which I didn't think it would be but you're right it absolutely is and, and we, we've just done a recent piece of work on our audience we were like right who who, who are they who are our audience who are they but across all wage brackets of people is completely even so this isn't a product for rich people or anything like yeah. that we were we were like kind of mind blown by it everyone can use this product yeah because people are looking for nice nice-looking product. Yeah. We get such great feedback from teachers and nurses and doctors yeah. and... I love it. All a lot of life. people that are, you know, really actively performing in their, their day-to-day jobs. Yeah. yeah. That's that's kind of the best bit, isn't it? Someone just Instagrammed it today in Antarctica. Oh, my goodness. An exhibition. Exhibition? Expedition. Expedition. Oh, wow. Expedition just Instagrammed it on an iceberg. <laughs> How <laughs> cool. Yeah. But, it, you know, the, the, the whole self-care phrase you know I know it can be a bit uh, overused but I think it's interesting actually and I had, hadn't thought about deodorant in this way before but I, I, because I use the act deodorant with my fingers it's, it's somehow there's a bit more ritual attached to it than there is just kind of rolling on a, a plastic thing actually I've got to take the metal cap off I've got this key squeeze it I'm demonstrating now squeeze, squeeze it into my hand and uh, I'm actually touching my underarm myself and I thought I, to, uh, to be honest at first I thought that may, you know somehow that wasn't that felt a bit weird mm-hmm. but I like it now yeah. yeah you know you've got a device haven't you but I'm kind of quite into doing yeah. it myself we have the applicator but yeah. our you know the easiest way is to apply it like a moisturiser yeah for those that don't know it's basically moisturiser consistency yeah absorbs straight away so yeah. it's not messy it, you, you're obviously left with a bit of smell on your fingers but from the fragrance mm. you're not it's not sticky it absorbs straight away um, but that's our biggest 
biggest hurdle to get over is showing people a new way yeah. of applying deodorant. Because we've done it like the other way for yeah. donkey's ears, haven't Quick we? spray, chuck it in your bag, and then yeah. you have to reapply again in a few hours. Whereas you do this once a day, and you're done. As soon as you're clean out of the shower, clean underarms, just apply it. And it's, yeah. we, we were going down the route of becoming a bit more wellnessy, weren't we? But mm. like you say, it's just got that element to it because you are... Being a bit more into touching it yourself. Touch me. Yeah. And so, what's next for Act? I know there's a new there's a new fragrance that's out recently, isn't it? The fourth yes, Act. What do you call it? it? Scene, scene four? four. Scene four. Halcyon summers. Right. Yeah. So reliving your best summer, basically. Mint, pomelo, and tomato vine are the top notes. Of the fragrance, nice. Which is my favourite. I might choose that next time it's on my phenomenal. subscription. Yeah. And then next year we've got a new fragrance coming out uh, around February, early February, uh, which we will, I'll say it's scene five. (laughs) (laughs) But it's great that, you know, that you're, as I imagine you would, but you're, you know, you're keeping, evolving and iterating and there'll be new, new variants. So people, you know, if you do subscribe, then you've got the option to change it up month by month with with a new one. We've been really careful about the new products that we release. I mean, Halcyon Summers has taken, what, 18 months to bring to market from Mm. when we first kind of conceptualized what we wanted it to be. It's taken so long. and we actually haven't really started on our next like branch of products either. We've been in discussion about it for maybe two years. We've tried stuff and we've been like, no, this isn't right. Just because we don't want to bring something to market that isn't the best Good. version mm. of it. Like our deodorant, hands down, I mean, I'll say this because I'm the founder of the brand, but it is the best deodorant on the market. And so anything else that we bring out has to Got to be the best yeah. as well. We could, we could have gone down a route of we want to grow this company and make it worth millions and we can release little offshoots in plastic containers. We could have done it in weeks, taken off the shelf formulas and branched out with our our fragrances in bath oils and all sorts mm. that exist. We could have done that. But it's such a it's so opposite to what we're about as businessmen. Mm. I want to be proud of every product we release. Mm. I want it to have our ethos and we want people to trust that it's going to work mm. so many brands have 47 products that there's probably only a couple of them they've really honed in on yeah offshoot yeah offshoots of things mm. yeah you can see how seductive that is sometimes just yeah. to sort of release a whole bunch of stuff that's that sort of dilutes the main idea yeah. you know don't get me wrong we've got some products that we've you know our factories have kind of gone ah we've got this why don't you try this with your fragrance in and we're like that's nice but mm. how the hell do we sell that off that we're never going to be just a deodorant brand that's not what we want to be you're going to release the act blanket like <laughs> <laughs> well, never say never we, we are about good products that people want yeah and going down the personal care route is the thing yeah so, performance based yeah as a as a performer you prepare before you perform and you have a kind of wind down post-performance everyone does that in real life mm. nurses do it before their shift during their shift and after yeah. so you've got to kind of it's that storytelling is that yeah. arc isn't yeah. it of, of but I think day. you've got a real license and you're in that space to, to do that now yeah. we've coined the, a new phrase for what we want ACT to be which is a personal performance brand right yeah so everything so something else that I like to talk to guests on on Man in the Mirror about is how they feel about their appearance, actually. Mm. Hence, you know, Man in the Mirror. And I wonder, both Andy and Ed are, are, are younger than me, but I wonder how you feel about 
looking in the mirror now, are you... Uh, do you sort of hark back to halcyon days? You know, do you look back to a certain point? Are you kind of comfortable with who you are now? What's what's your what are your thought processes when you look in the mirror, Andy? I'm horrendous to myself. Are least. you mean? <laughs> are you mean to yourself? Yeah. Are you? Yeah. It's one of those things where you just always, I, I've always done that. I've got a bit of body dysmorphia, to be honest. Yeah. I've always been extremely skinny, and I know some people get angry with that because like, I've always wanted to be skinny, be happy about it. I'm like, yeah, but it's the opposite. People of course. Bigger, people yeah. are smaller. There's, there's that. I'm not just talking on my face here. This is like physicality. Mm. Um, but yeah, there's always always things I'd. That's why I spend so much time on my skin. I want to feel good. If I mm. if I haven't shaved for a long time, or if I haven't slept or drunk enough water, I feel gross. And if I feel. And you're quite it, hard on yourself yeah, about it. And you kind of go, I'm mm. just going to get a bloody haircut and just do something. Mm. But I'm quite active in in doing these things to stop myself being horrible to myself about that. Yeah. In the kind of way that Jules Von Hepp does it, you know, it's about loving every element of yourself. We're in a world where if you're following all of these people on Instagram for inspiration, but you're also going, oh, I don't look like them. One yeah, day I'll yeah, yeah. do this. If I keep going to the gym and do that, one day I'll get to that. But you're constantly looking at what I'm going to get to and not where you're at. And that is the biggest thing I've probably learned in the last two years. Yeah. Yes, always have that kind of drive to better yourself, yeah. you like, but don't forget where you're at now. Yeah. Otherwise, you just live in a constant world of, I'll get there, I'll be happier when I'm here, yeah. or when this has happened, and it's just not healthy. Yeah, and, and those ideas of, you know, it's been said many times, but, you know, talking to yourself in a way that you wouldn't talk to other people you know being really yeah absolutely hard, yeah, hard and unkind to yourself and and you know if you were to receive that kind of information from someone else it would be hideous so it's no no better if it comes Why from you yeah there was yeah. a time when i used to have poster notes on my mirror down that route of like yeah, like what, nice what, what would he say be nice just not like you're horrible i can't even remember what it was now this it's is just like this affirmations is, yeah. yeah it was more like today's gonna be a good day to yeah you know, to be really vague yeah. or it would be like just Say to yourself, I like you in the mirror three times. Yeah. Sounds ridiculous, but yeah, it really yeah, makes yeah. a difference. It's, it's that people being grateful for things. It changes your the way your brain just shifts. Yeah. Yeah, your, how you look at things. And with that, like Andy's recently introduced me into journaling, into like, he bought me a, a like a gratefulness journal. Five minute journal. And honestly, it is the you best. You like it. Thing. You're working. <laughs> I've only been doing it for maybe two or three months. But just to like wake up in the morning and write down things that you're grateful for, even if like you have an issue with that, just to remind yourself and tell yourself mm. and kind of narrate a new story to, to yourself mm. and say, actually, I'm all right. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be these wanky things. Like you listen to podcasts where people are like, yeah, I'm, I do yoga every morning. I'm, I do my gratefulness journaling, blah, blah, blah. We're not about that. We're such busy humans mm. that having just that thing to focus on genuinely even if you think it's ridiculous changes your outlook on the day yeah so the five minute journal basically you write down three things you're grateful for three things you want to get out of the day and then you revisit it at the end of your day and say three things that went well and what you learned that's it it's, mm. it's like less than five minutes but it just i'm glad ed said that because he's not even told me this face to face but mm. it sort of shifted and makes your brain yeah. Shift in those minor ways. Yeah. And it's the same as looking in the mirror. Don't look in the mirror and just suddenly go, oh, what about this? What about this? Oh, my bag's, my beard, blah, blah, blah. Why don't you look in the mirror and go, 
oh great i'm glowing today or yeah my sits yeah. well today tiny things and that's what i've started doing yeah and i you know and i think we could, could talk for hours about you know people certainly younger than me and, and younger than you guys and it just feels so so pernicious now and so dangerous that you know with social media and, and teenagers even or in their 20s they've fed this idea that they need to be changing things about their appearance or their body already and it's exactly what you were talking about there so you know yeah the ne the negative rather than the celebration of of who you are and as you said it's not about you know people can obviously uh, better themselves and and strive but yeah it just it, it worries me you know having a teenager myself it just the stuff that they're seeing now and and even as yeah. boys you know just how what what a man should look like and how, yeah it's well we're told aren't we that instagram and tiktok and stuff that these are en sort of entertainment platforms and we go on there because we want to be entertained but at the same time you're seeing all this perfection mm. so you can't help but see it compare yeah and, yeah like it's it's thrown in your face mm. So I think it's Stephen Bartlett, isn't it, who's who says like curate your feed, get rid of anything that isn't yeah. just like mm. feeding your mind. Yeah, follow uh, the good things. Yeah, yeah. But also, it's not it's not bad to have that in, like I say, inspiration, aspirations for certain things. Yes, we can change lots of things about our faces, which is the element that's terrible, mm. really. But if someone really needs to change something because it's going to make them feel better, I'm all for then it. Then crack on, yeah. Then do it, yeah. do your own thing, but. There's levels it starts, of it. Mm. And it, it starts with the mind. What about you, Ed, how, in, in terms of how you view yourself in the morning mirror? Mm. I, I mean, I'm sound you kind to yourself now, but no, I think I've, I've had massive issues with myself. I, I think being in the performance industry, you can't help but make Because you have to be analytical. Analytical, you've got to be on your game. You've got to yeah. be... You know, you've got to have a good bard to get into shows. Mm. Um you've got to look good um, and I think it kind of it started when I moved to London I went to drama school when I was 18 and suddenly I was in this class full of like the most gorgeous people mm. I've ever where seen where did you grow up Ed? Uh, Macclesfield in oh, Cheshire okay. yeah. uh, so it's like three days after my 18th birthday I moved to, to London and uh, yeah, all these people are stunning and then you go into the shows and everybody's stunning and so you can't help but like make a comparison and feel inadequate because you're a bit skinnier or losing your hair a bit or mm. that, that, that was difficult I think it's only recently I think since I've been getting older I'm 32 now you'll never tell <laughs> <laughs> um, so feel, young these guys I feel so much more I mean I'm not there yet I feel a bit more confident and I think it's doing this this gratitude journal mm. Um, I used to, before bedtime, I used to like go through my body from top to toe and be like, oh, I changed this. I'll have thicker hair, I'll have thicker brows, mm. <laughs> change my nose, have bigger pecs, bigger arms. And I've recently just noticed I don't do that anymore. And I'm like, hmm, why? How great. That? And you haven't had to spend thousands on doing it and then keep just maintaining that. Nice yeah, it's just down a day. Yeah. And I don't even write things down about my parents. I'm not like, I'm grateful for my nose. <laughs> <laughs> it's more like I'm grateful for my really good friends. Yeah. Or, yeah, know, yeah. I'm grateful yeah. for having a warm bed tonight. Yeah. Uh, but it just seems to, it's shifting my perspective a bit. It's a really good idea. We've got a lot of unpicking to do as actors because you get a lot of comments throughout your career so, yeah well i've been doing it for it was 15 years last year i was i've been including drama school and mm. my career 
you get comments. I've had comments from auditions saying yeah. you're too tall, you're too short, you're too, you're not, you're not handsome enough. Yeah, you're too handsome. Not what sexy help, enough. What do you do with this? But it gets sort of delivered enough. in this kind of. Well, this is feedback that you you feedback need you that you about your physicality. Yeah. You can't do much so you're about. Left in the lurch, going, Ooh, what? I'll go to the gym. I'll get. Yeah, this. yeah, oh, yeah. You stop, stop eating, or you, you eat too much, and you you just don't know what you're doing. If you unless you have. So I did I did a film with Hugh Jackman and him on set. Oh, wow. and his PT handing him grapes. Two, 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 like, <laughs> oh God! At the same time, he was training for the next X Men film. Oh God! Unless you've got that money or those yeah. people that can literally tell you what to do. Just eat this. Yeah. Physicality wise, I'm talking yeah. about here. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a minefield, and and yeah. actors are you know resilient human beings. For yeah. The things we get told, and even social media platforms where people can tell you everything that they think about you mm. that stuff stays with you you can get 21 nice comments but that one yeah will stay with you that's horrible oh i'm full of admiration because I, I i did it at, at um university and uh, but then i think my mental state i'm not sure i could have handled that thing of you know choices your jobs that you get being in in the gift of other people and that's quite difficult isn't it and and it's fine if you're a student and you can do plays and it's and it's fun and all that but when when you've got to make a, a living out of it and you miss out or you you know it's yeah. it's a you've got to be very mentally tough yeah. and so but also like we accept it and we allow it to happen yeah and now it's 2022 i'm like we all need to go a bit of a spine yeah. ourselves and stand Well, I guess it's, it. you know, the, the whole sort of yeah. Me Too thing. Things have changed a, a little bit. Being, know, for... like, we used to teach a lot, uh, like in between jobs, teaching at drama schools and, mm. and, and sort of kids stagecoach type things. And what the children are told by their parents about the industry at that young age, and you're like, you have no idea like what the industry is. How mm. are you telling your child like, they need to look a certain way or mm. perform in a certain way and it, it, I feel like there's this sort of collective mentality about the, the theatrical industry the creative industries that that's just the way it is and yeah. I, I think we know now from the Me Too movement yeah. that we shouldn't be accepting things that the way they are we should be standing up for ourselves and saying this is wrong you shouldn't be telling me in an audition that I'm too fat like you'd never have that in an interview for a normal no, job no. so why the hell is it acceptable in an audition yeah and sort of challenging some of these orthodoxies yeah, and, yeah, yeah. we need to shift yeah I've always been there stick it to the man <laughs> um, and the, the final question is, is around I mean it's very simple in, in theory but Ed what, what are the things that make you happy and bring you joy Ooh. which could be kind of as as big or as as little as, as you want but um, uh, okay Things that make me happy, coffee. Coffee. <laughs> yeah. It's not just. How do you take it? Well, I like a black coffee in the morning. Yeah. Like my men. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just like the ritual of it. Yeah. I like getting up in the morning. Yeah. It's the first thing I do. I've, I've prepared it the night before. I got one of the uh, mocha pots. So it's on the hob. I just stick the hob on, pour my coffee, get back into bed, do my gratitude journaling, <laughs> maybe scroll on Instagram. A You're bit. so Berlin now. Yeah. <laughs> I just like that moment in the morning and one of my favourite things to do is to go to a coffee shop and just read a book 
God, I sound like an old lady with a million cats. <laughs> I like to snuggle up in a coffee shop and read a good book. <laughs> <laughs> but I do. It's just that ritual, that sort of pause in my day. Because, you know, we have such frantic lifestyles now mm. running the business. So if I get those moments just to, like, sit and chill in a bougie coffee shop, love it. And are you enjoying being... Is it it's stimulating for you being in a different city and being away from... Yeah. London, you loving it? Initially, it was super difficult because, you know, it's a different culture, didn't yeah. know anybody. How long have you been there, Ed? Uh Nearly two and a half years. Don't question me if I can speak much German. Because, <laughs> uh, it's not great. <laughs> it's a great city, though, isn't it? It's brilliant. Yeah. I really like it. Having lived in London for 12 years, it's such a different change of pace. It's yeah. so much slower. It's it's really pretty. You found friends. Did you know yeah. people there anyway? Or? No, I didn't know anybody there. So I found this amazing group of friends. And what's even better is that we all live in the same few streets. Mm. Like when living in London, to see a friend, you've got... That's a ball like, oh, yeah. God, you schlep an hour across yeah, London. Yeah, yeah. Or you try and meet up in the centre for a coffee, and it just never happens. But now, you know, I get a phone call at night, and they're like, oh, Ed, do you want to go for dinner? See you in five minutes. Mm. And oh. it's quite a late-night city, so you can do good stuff you can do later on. Yeah, I mean, there's lots of clubs. That yeah. was my second thing that makes me happy. Oh, dancing. Dancing in a club. Yeah. I love it. Not to techno music, I like my cheesy pop. Stick on some Lady Gaga or Britney or Madonna. I'm there for it. I yeah. love it. Great. <laughs> and how about you, Andy? What are your things that make you happy? I So I have been fighting for a, a long time to not get comfortable in my life. Don't know why. Right. I, I don't like feeling like I'm being mundane. Got a bit of a fear of being like what of sort of settling or or just being like nine, a nine to fiver. Right, yeah. I'm so the opposite of that. Well, you're not, are you? Like my family back home. Yeah, love them all dearly. Yeah, love their lives, but to me, two point four children, nine to five job is just not me. Yeah. However, I know that I need structure. Yeah. And and uh, routine. Yeah. To feel comfortable and. Like I can do everything I need in my yeah, day. Yeah, things that would be ordered. Yeah, yeah. to know that, okay, I can go to the gym in the morning here yeah. before I start work here, blah, blah, blah. Put my skincare on in the morning. Yeah, exactly, uh, that yeah. takes an hour. <laughs> <laughs> um, but knowing I, I'm in control of that makes me feel better. Knowing that like, Ed's over at the moment, so we're doing a lot of stuff for the business out and about. So I don't necessarily have a routine, mm. but I know that's not forever. Mm. So I know I can slip back into my own routine. So I'm happiest when I've got a routine. But when it's not overly done, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And it's not sort of dictating become, you. Kind of. I don't want to finish work at six, shut my laptop and sit and watch telly for the rest of the night before I go to bed. Yeah. That's not me at all. I can't. I refuse to get to that point. Yeah. Maybe later. <laughs> but I like to do it sometimes. Sometimes you have to just turn off and watch yeah. telly for a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not against it, but I'm a very... I think I've got ADHD, if I'm honest with you. And I like to do, do a lot of things. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a traveller, I like to... You're kind of flitter, go, yeah. yeah. I always have seven things on the go. Mm. And, you know, transitioning from being a performer to the business doing so well was really difficult in terms of... We only stopped... Well, I only stopped performing because of COVID. Mm. And then we suddenly created a business that was like, whoa, we need to do this full time. So yeah. I thought, okay, this is an opportunity I can't let go. And so I'd stopped performing and was suddenly in a muggle life, as we call it. I was a muggle doing 
95. You have to mm. explain what Muggle is to yeah. not offend all the listeners. <laughs> it's a Harry is that, Potter fan, you'll know. Is that, yeah. Yeah, it's a, non, a non-magical person. Right, OK. Non-performer. Is yeah. In the theatre world, we call non-theatre people Muggles. Yeah. Right. <laughs> inside, little inside yeah. Uh, yeah. terminology there. So, mm. going from, you know, I think... Yeah, quite a change, though, right? Yeah. Like, before COVID, I literally didn't have time to wipe my arse. My friends were concerned. I'd just flown out to New York. I sang at 54 Below. I missed my flight. I was this guy that was like, I've got 15 things happening. I was about to start West Side Story, and I'd missed this. I'd done this there. But I'd burst my eardrum. I needed an operation. I didn't have time. And it was like... I was ready to implode because I was so busy. So So maybe it was a good thing, do you think? came along... Okay, I literally can't do anything. I kind of needed this. And I thoroughly, and sorry to anybody that disagrees, but thoroughly enjoyed that first lockdown. Mm. The first two weeks was like a holiday. I've heard that a lot, though, being people, and I include myself in it, actually, for sort of making... It's, it's a, it was a real opportunity to make some changes that were probably necessary. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It made you reassess a hell of a lot. I mean, I, there's been obviously a lot of real negative impacts for, you know, for, I mean, obviously, yeah, but, um, but yeah. But personally, it allowed everyone to look at different elements yeah. of their life. How um, they wanted to live their yeah. lives, yeah. And I think keeping yourself happy mm. is my number one rule in life. I won't do anything unless I'm happy. Well, on that note, well, thank you both so much. Thank it's you. been so great to talk to you in person. And I have to say, I hope we can kind of, maybe in the in the magic mix, um, dial down some of the outside noise. But it, it's only because we're yeah we're in a members club and we're in a sort of private room, but um, there is a bit of noise buzz. I hope it's not been uh, too troubling, but I think it was worth it to, to see Ed and Andy in person, and um, I'm really grateful that they made the time. So thanks so much, and um, wish you much more success with the brand, and and you take care. Lovely to see you. You too. Thank Thank you. That's there. You have it. You had uh, it's a, a two in one, if you like, almost like a a dance mix, a low level, low volume dance mix, along with hopefully uh, what you found to be an engaging chat. Because I thought Ed and Andy were. Absolutely brilliant, and um, you can tell their their sort of acting background so engaging, so much fun. Um, I want to try and do more of that actually to try and actually meet the guests, and uh, not to give too much away, but there is one in a few weeks where I'm planning to do exactly that. So I I loved it, and uh, as I said in the intro, I just I just hope it didn't spoil your enjoyment too much that there was a bit of background noise, which isn't ideal for an audio format i'm well aware so it um if it's piqued your interest in act london and you want to check them out you should do their website is actlondon.com and it's akt not act it's aktlondon.com so aktlondon.com is their website and on the socials there akt underscore ldn akt underscore ldn is their socials where you can find out more about what they're doing at London. And, um, yeah, I hope you've enjoyed it this week. I've got lots more of these Man in the Mirrors to come, so please do stick with it. If you could uh, give me a rating or following on your podcast of choice, it would be very much appreciated. You can find me on the socials at Man in the Mirror Pod. That's at Man in the Mirror Pod. So if you give me a follow there, got all these requests I'm making of you this week, but um, it would be be great if you could do that. Uh, just to keep the podcast alive and, and to ensure that I can bring these great guests to you. So, um, yeah, in the meantime, thanks to Ed, thanks to Andy, and of course, thanks to you for listening. 
I'll see you next time on Man in the Mirror. Take care. 